Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia, and thank you for joining me for Bible study. I'm in week two of Jesus experiencing his touch, and this particular study covers Mark chapters one through six. Please go online to Precept Ministries to order your copy of a study guide if you have not done so already. In the meantime, please open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark. As always, let's begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray today that your spirit would be our teacher, that you would guide us and draw us closer to you. Help us, Lord, to receive what you would have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm on page 20, and in the observation section, it says here, now that we've carefully marked and studied Mark chapter 1, our goal is to move through Mark 2, incident by incident, while looking for any reoccurring themes. Okay, and always we're going to do markings. It says here to mark um, Jesus, including pronouns and the phrase Son of Man, as before with a cross, of course. We're going to also look for the word paralytic, and we're going to mark that as we did illness in a previous episode with a downward semicircle. Also, when we come to the word sins, we're going to mark that with a capital S. If forgiveness is mentioned in connection with sin, then we're going to put a slash through the capital S. And we're going to also mark every reference to the word scribes, including pronouns with a capital P. Okay, so again, we're in Mark chapter 2. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 12. And it says, When he had come back to Capernaum several days afterward, it was heard that he was at home. So we're going to mark he, and we're going to mark he again, referring to Jesus. The next verse, And many were gathered together so that there was no longer room, not even near the door. And he was speaking the word to them, so mark he, and they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. We're going to mark him. We're going to mark paralytic. The next verse, being unable to get to him because of the crowd, mark him. They were, they removed the roof above him. So mark him and him referring to Jesus. And when they had dug an opening, They let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. Mark paralytic. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, so mark Jesus, mark paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. We're going to mark son. We're going to mark your. Um, Again, of course, with the downward semicircle, of course, the word paralytic as well. And because the word sins, um, also um, here the word sins is speaking about the forgiveness of sins. Please put a capital S above sins, but also put a slash through the S. The next verse, but some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. So for scribes, please uh, mark that with a capital P. And the pronoun there as well, referring to the scribes. The next verse, why does this man speak that way? Um, 
And the scribes here, they're referring to Jesus, so Mark, man with a cross. He is blaspheming, Mark, he, referring to Jesus, who can forgive sins, so put a capital S above sins with a slash, but God alone. Also, please um, mark God with a cross, because we know Jesus um, was God in the flesh. Moving on to verse 8, immediately Jesus aware in his spirit, so mark Jesus and mark his, also referring to Jesus. It says here, um, again, immediately Jesus aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, so mark they, mark themselves, referring to the scribes, said to them, mark them, why are you, mark you, reasoning about these things in your hearts? So mark your, all of course referring to the scribes. Verse 9, which is easier to say to the paralytic, mark paralytic, your sins are forgiven. So mark your, um, referring to the paralytic. And also mark sins with a capital S and a slash. Your sins are forgiven. Or to say, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Mark your, referring to the paralytic. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So um, here you should have marked you, referring to the scribes. Mark Son of Man, referring to Jesus. And also mark the word sins with a capital S with a slash. He said to the paralytic, he marked that for Jesus. Paralytic, please uh, mark that as well. And verse 11, I say to you, Jesus is speaking, of course. So mark I with the cross. Um, you refer to the paralytic. Mark you. Get up, pick up your pallet and go home. Mark your is well, referring to the paralytic. And the last verse, and he got up. So Mark he, referring to the paralytic. And he got up and immediately picked up the pallet and went out in the sight of everyone so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God. So Mark, God with a cross saying, we have never seen anything like this. Okay, and there are quite a few markings, so for clarity's sake, I'm going to read through the entire passage without interruption. Again, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When he had come back to Capernaum several days afterward, it was heard that he was at home, and many were gathered together so that there was no longer room, not even near the door. And he was speaking the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Being unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had dug an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, 
why are you reasoning about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet and go home. And he got up and immediately picked up the pallet and went out in the sight of everyone so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Okay. Um, As always, we have several discussion questions before we look at those and I share my responses. Um, There is an insight box which discusses the Pharisee. So I'm going to read that to you. It says, Pharisee means separated one. This term likely was used to describe these men because they were separated them, they separated themselves from the strong influence of the classical Greek culture of Hellenism. Hellenism, let me spell that word for you, is H-E-L-L-E-N-I-S-M. Hellenism arose in the intertestamental period, and that is the years between the writing of the Old and the New Testaments, a time when many Jews took on Greek ways. During New Testament times, the majority of the scribes were Pharisees, whose mission was to teach the law of God. Scribes were skilled writers, often trained in the Word of God, and thus considered experts in the law and interpreting it. Okay, so keep that in mind as we look at the questions and the passage. Okay, the first question says here, where was Jesus and what was he doing before the paralytic was lowered into the room? So we know that um, based on what we read in verses one and two, that Jesus had entered Capernaum, um, Again, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together, um, and there were so many people, it says here, that there was no more room, not even in the doorway, and he was, of course, speaking the word to them, okay? The next question on page 22 says, what do you learn about the paralytic and the way Jesus dealt with him? Um, Well, we know that he was carried by four men. They lowered him down through the roof because it was too crowded to enter through the door. And we know that Jesus, seeing their faith, spoke directly to the the paralytic. And let me also read verse um, 5 to you. It says here, Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, the next question What do you learn about the scribes? What did Jesus, how did Jesus deal with them? Okay, once again, what do you learn about the scribes? How did Jesus deal with them? Um, As we read in the insight box, uh, many of the scribes were considered Pharisees. Um, Jesus exposed their hearts. They were reasoning in their hearts um, whether or not Jesus had the authority to forgive sins. They thought that he was blaspheming, as we read in verse 7. Um, Jesus responds to them, um, as we have certainly um, looked at in the next several verses. And just for clarity's sake, um, of course, the Lord knew their hearts. And um, 
So in verse 9, it says here, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk. Um, he went on to say in verse 10, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And then, of course, he said to the paralytic, um, to get up, pick up your pallet, and go home. And we, of course, saw that in verse 11. Okay? So we see that um, his authority was exhibited clearly, um, of course, to the scribes, but also to the man as well. Okay? So he um, demonstrated his power and authority to do both, to heal and to forgive sins. Okay? Um, So moving on to... The next question says, what do you learn from marking the references to sin in these verses? Um, So we, again, know that Jesus um, had the authority to forgive sins, which he did, as we, again, saw that beginning in verse 5. Jesus makes it clear that he has the authority to do both. And I just read that as as we saw that in verses 9 and 10. And the next question says, how did Jesus refer to himself in verse 10, and what does that tell you about him? Well, he refers to himself as the Son of Man, and let me share with you, um, there's another insight box in this lesson, and it says here, the term Son of Man appears in the Old and New Testaments. In the Old Testament, it is used to stress the the humanity of a person, for example, Ezekiel the prophet. However, in Daniel 7, the term is used in connection with Messiah receiving a kingdom bestowed upon him by God himself, the Ancient of Days. In respect to Jesus, the title Son of Man emphasizes his humanity without discounting his deity. Jesus was God in the flesh. Okay. And the next question says here, so where is the first place we are to go when we sin? And I think that as we've read this passage, clearly we know that we can go directly to Jesus. Also, one of my um, favorite verses I wanted to share with you pertaining to that, in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Okay, so yes, we are to go to the Lord in prayer and ask for forgiveness when when we do sin. Okay, well, I'm going to conclude our study for today. I hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. If so, please be sure to subscribe to my podcast or YouTube channel. There will be links in the description box for this episode, and be sure to share the podcast with a friend. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.